Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rabbit Hole Heroines. I am Jessica, the Big Weird Mom. And I'm Jess, Crazy Mother Runner. <laughs> well, we've got an amazing, <laughs> we've got an amazing guest for you today. We have Lauren, the Zen Blonde. If you want to just take a minute and uh, tell us who you are, where you come from, um, and what you are all about on your TikTok page. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think like you guys during this pandemic, I just started screaming into the void of TikTok and nobody is more surprised than me that people are listening to it. Um, oh, what, what happened? The royal family um, and really just anything pop culture, psychology or travel related that interests me. Um, Awesome. Uh -oh. It looks like we're having a little bit of a goofy problem with your mic, but yeah. <laughs> you're going in and out there. But um, so, yeah, we just wanted to um, let everyone know, you know, obviously this is kind of a departure from uh, just nice normal content. We, you know, I do a little bit of pop culture stuff. Um, but we, um, this is a little bit new to us. But as I said, you know, the Zen Blonde has Lauren, she has really dove in deep to, you know, some really interesting rabbit holes. And we're, we're really mm -hmm. looking forward to, um, to, you know, discussing what's relevant in the world right now. So before we start with that, um, we kind of want to just take a minute and, uh, and get caught up on what's been happening in the world of QAnon and Parlor this last couple of weeks. So Crazy Mother Runner, what are the crazies saying? Okay, um, so probably my most recent one is um, Simon Parks, who I kind of frequent and visit his bit shoot, just kind of touch base, see what he's talking about. Um, big thing was apparently he had one of his connective consciousness, which he basically says he's got this whole group of people that are connected mentally, spiritually. He has little leaders in different states and countries that like kind of take over the group that's in their area. And um, I guess one of the members committed suicide to avoid taking the vaccine. Um, and then he also, yeah, yeah. And he also kind of laid weight to like some members also losing family members along the same reasoning, like not them directly, but somebody close to them. So I, I don't know, I did a video about it. I'm kind of torn. I'm like, is he being for real? Is he trying to implant an idea in these people's heads? Like, I really don't know, you know, I of course Googled, like, did anyone do this? <laughs> and I couldn't yeah. come up with anything. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just kind of blown away because it's a like perfect correlation on how much power they've placed on these conspiracies, like particularly around the vaccine, yeah. I guess right now, and just creating like 
I'd rather take my own life than have a vaccine injected in my body. It's just crazy. It's just crazy. Yeah. I just, I want to know what, what is the alternative that is worse than committing suicide? Like if you're going to be killed by the virus or like, I don't know. <laughs> well, I just want to know what's worse too, than Cause it's like, it's not demanded, but I, it's not something you have to do, but I will tell you from being in the tele, like the telegram chats, especially the, like, um, I'm in two particular ones, one's the QAnon and then one's a parlor hub. Um, mm -hmm. and they actually call themselves parlor hub research. It's a pretty small group of people. Um, but what I find interesting is they have said that like they've presented articles and stuff for the U S kind of acting like, Oh yeah, this is going to be mandated. They're going to make you do it. So they're creating this idea and this fear in these people's heads. I mean, obviously we want as many people to do it as possible because, you know, herd immunity and protecting lives and so on and so forth, but like, it's not mandatory. So it just blows my right. mind that they're presenting it in these chats. Like, yeah, yeah. you have, you're going to have to do it. It's, you won't be able to travel without it. And so, um, I think that's where that's coming from. And, and I mean, so for me, I believe that it could have totally happened because they are already right. putting that fear in their minds that this is like reality. Right. So, Yeah. We'll see. I'll take your unwanted vaccine any day. Give me the vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually got it five weeks ago this past Monday, the second shot. So nice. I'm, I'm, I'm alive to tell about it. Oh, How's your cell phone amazing. coverage? It's great. Cell phone. Actually, oh. no, it's not. It sucks in my house, but everywhere else, it's great. <laughs> Well, you know, to be honest, there's not a whole lot going on on Parlor this week. Um, vaccine related, I did see something this morning where um, apparently they are convinced that the vaccine now has hormones that um, are going to start transitioning kids for for like them to make them transgender so they think that this <laughs> they think oh that gosh. this vaccine is um literally injecting kids with some sort of hormone that is going to start a transition within a child to make them transgender <laughs> it's not even approved so for kids under the age of 16 like what are you talking about <laughs> yeah. it's so creative how they weave that transphobia in there yeah, oh, yeah, you can't leave out the transphobia. Like it's, yeah. and that's, and you know, the super straight movement, which I think all of us have seen predominantly on TikTok, has really put transphobia and just the trans community at the front line right now. So I, I, I mean, lately I've probably made a lot of. I've been more political than conspiracy lately because that's been mm -hmm. a big topic for me, and I'm just so, I'm just, I'm over it. Like the fact that people don't recognize the the reason behind this movement had nothing to do right. with I'm like, and I actually had an argument with um, a very nasty person who I reported, but um, he was like, it's not, I'm just, I'm just super straight and I'm going, okay. So the whole movement is basically saying that I don't, I'm not attracted to trans women because I don't believe they are actually women. Like that's what the guy in the mm -hmm. original video said. Like I don't deem them as real women. And I'm like, so basically what you're saying is you are attracted to trans men. And he <laughs> did not like that. So that went that. And then somehow he started calling me racist. It was a lot. It was a lot. It was, it was a really great back and forth. 
Yeah, that's their go-to is, you know, if you differentiate anyone's race, that means that you are racist. And then the other thing that they love to throw in is, um, you know, if you say anything about something being inherently male or inherently free female, it's like, well, I thought that there wasn't supposed to be two genders. I thought that there was, you know, and no one has a gender now. Like they just think that everyone is. Yeah. They don't understand the difference between sex and gender. They are two different things, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's a lot. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, the other thing I've seen on parlor is, is a lot of people who are nervous. To, they're like, should I be posting? What, what is everyone saying? Like, mm-hmm. does anybody want to actually like be back on parlor now? And, um, and does anyone feel safe? And the answer is no, you're not safe. And everyone has demonstrated that, especially yeah. after the insurrection, but they continue to do it. So yeah, I'm thankful what about, for that. <laughs> what about Milo? Like, I'm kind of curious. Oh my gosh, Milo. <laughs> so yeah, I can't keep up with that guy. He, he's so a mess. He now he is an ex-gay now. And right. um, even though he's still married to a man who has been downgraded to roommate, <laughs> um, but he, yeah, he started a foundation to um, fund, basically um, fund these, um, gosh, I'm blanking, <laughs> um, you know, the, the gender, no, the risk, the, oh, the yeah, gay yeah. Re- like a camp, um, like a conversion. education camp. Conversion, conversion yeah, camp. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 I saw camp. that. <laughs> and like, he's like, like, oh. like full on yeah. Mike Pence, you know, shock therapy, gay conversion camp. Like it makes me sick to my stomach. And, he, you know, we know. He did a really lengthy interview too recently. He did. Yeah, yeah. he did. And um, maybe next week we can uh, get some video footage yeah. of that. But you know, I am a hundred percent convinced that this guy is just, he's really in it for the attention. I mean, he knows that he is a hundred percent irrelevant at this point. And I feel a little bit, um, conflicted, uh, posting his content and giving him more airtime. But on the other hand, like this is the type of crazy that is being fed, you know, to the people who believe this. And, you know, going back to the vaccine, I saw a statistic the other day that 50% of Trump supporters and Republicans, um, which is two different things at this point, um, are saying that they don't want to take the vaccine. 50%. Yeah. Like that is so dangerous. And as somebody with a high risk daughter, um, you know, uh, we we got the vaccine because we're technically her caretakers and you know we we got her pediatrician to kind of sign off on on um, us being her caretakers even though she did have home health and everything when she came home um but you know that puts my daughter at risk and that's not okay you know yeah. and and the fact that all of this the science is being blatantly ignored is is really it's it's really disturbing and people need to know about it. So yeah, yeah. that's it's my moral justification. Was, it's a shame that it was ever politicized in the first place because you see in other countries where people just came together for a unique, like a similar cause. And I think it could have really been an opportunity for people to unite. Mm-hmm. But instead we have this crazy malignant QAnon stuff happen and we saw, you know, how that played out. And uh, 
Yeah, I think so. You're saying Parler has quieted down now that Trump's out of office because I'm not on Parler. Yeah, they have. Um, um, it seems like people are a little nervous to to be posting stuff, but yeah. uh, I'm sure they'll they'll ramp up and get get going again soon. Here for where have they moved the goalpost again, Jess? <laughs> um, so the new date, which I think is funny, is three days away. March twentieth is is the most recent date. But I will say that you know, Simon, he's the king of like alluding to no set anything. Um, so he said like anytime between now and mid April and, you know, April 9th was a date at one point. And then he was talking about things going on in even the UK in the June, July, like talk about reaching way into the future. Um, and I'm just like, you know, when March 4th came and went like, I mean, I get you like January 6th, January 20th, like how many days, need to accumulate and pass before they go, okay, maybe, maybe we've been, maybe we've been duped. Like maybe this isn't, <laughs> this isn't happening. Um, so yeah, I, but that March 20th, I don't really know the, the significance behind it, but it's definitely a date I've been seeing quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Rowdy girl, you are, uh, you are, you got it right on the, on the yep. head here. You know, we, we need that herd immunity, and um, and it's been shown actually that um, the U.S. is actually now that Biden is in office, the U.S. is actually handling the vaccine rollout um, yeah. really well, better than other countries. And the fact that now we have these people who just flat out refuse to take it, um, it's going to be causing really big problems for for our kids yeah. and for for our parents and grandparents. So, well, let's um, let's pivot gears to maybe something a little bit. <laughs> I don't know if you want to say more lighthearted, but <laughs> Zen Blonde, Lauren wanted to. Oh, look, it's my cat. What's up? Dude? Oh my god, <laughs> mine's right there. I'm trying to this keep my dogs out of the room. We don't want the dogs. Yeah. <laughs> um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your story and how you kind of rose to fame on TikTok and um, and who you know and love and, you know, just tell us a little bit about your story. Yeah, for sure. So I, you know, listen, I am in Venice. I have been incredibly responsible with this virus. And so I've been pretty much a shut in. I have a few friends that I trust to see outside, but then some that I don't. And so I started screaming into the TikTok void. Uh, pop culture is totally my diversion. And, um, you know, I started getting on Reddit and a friend of mine, Caitlin, actually led me to a post uh, regarding Casey Hammer's book, Army Hammer's Aunt. Uh, it's called Surviving My Birthright. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I was actually listening to it on Audible. I turned the speed up to 1.6 and just realized that there was like so much history of the Hammer family doing dastardly things. Um, but this was at the same time that all the Army Hammer stuff was coming out. And if your audience doesn't know about that, uh, you know, he a, a bunch of women came forward saying that, you know, they had relationships with him that involved something that could have looked like pink or BDSM. But it actually crossed the line where there was uh, there wasn't consent in many of the acts. And so that then became uh -huh. sexual assault and rape. Um, and like five women came forward, maybe six. And, you know, he's just off in Cayman Islands um, chilling out. But, you know, because of his family. His uh oh, she was sounds. Am I good now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go. You're good. 
Oh, maybe not. <laughs> middle middle of LA. And she's she's having some internet issues. Uh oh. Um but if you guys want to oh. give them the rundown, I'm gonna Oh. Okay, she's gonna <laughs> I think she's gonna try to fix some sound. Let me see if I can fix this. Hold on. You okay. sounded great. Wow. And then it Yeah, you're doing really good. <laughs> For once, it's not me. No. Yay. Oh, my God. Well, I feel uh, so bad. I'm sorry, guys. No, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Um, let me just see. I think I was hearing you for a second there. Um, yeah, Tracy. Oh, I can hear you now. Can you? Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, I think you're good. Okay. All right. Well, hopefully that doesn't happen again. Um, anyway, <laughs> you know. This Vanity Fair article just came out. I just did an episode on Juicy Scoop and we kind of ran through it. But the history of Army Hammer's family being crazy started with his like great, great grandfather. And it started with a bunch of stuff in the Soviet Union, including espionage. Um, and then, you know, moved over to the States where there was, you know, all sorts of crazy things. Um, you know, the first kind of thing was his, I guess, his great, great grandfather, Julius Hammer. Um, mm -hmm. ended up going to jail for, you know, actually killing a Russian diplomat's wife while giving her an abortion. And, uh, later on, they, uh, oh, no, oh, dear Lord. I think maybe. Maybe not. We can hear you, but then it like. Yeah, we can hear you. Uh, <laughs> was really with um, the, the great grandfather. And so anyway, he ends up coming to the United States, investing in an oil company through this like very wealthy woman who had money. Mm -hmm. Trickled down from there. Um, he had a mistress who he, when his wife he found out about her, he made her legally change her name, change her appearance, and wow. put her on the company payroll. Like a normal person would. Oh no! <laughs> um, so it was cra crazy stuff. And then her uh, Armand's son Julian, who would have been Army Hammer's dad and Casey mm -hmm. Hammer's father, AKA Army Hammer's grandfather. He was another one where the family was so wealthy at that point that he killed a man on his 26th birthday over a gambling debt because he was hitting on his wife. And somebody dropped $50,000 off to a lawyer and it was written off as manslaughter. But, you know, the woman that was oh there, God. the mother tells a different account that he was just killed because it was a gambling debt and he was hitting on his wife. So, um, you know, and a lot of this, there's two books that you can kind of read to uncover all of this. There's Jay Epstein's book about Arm and Hammer that uncovers a lot of it. And then there is- um, Because Jason of course Hammer's they're connected book, to the Epsteins. To. <laughs> oh no, it seems like when I talk, it screws it up. You're breaking it, Jessica. <laughs> I broke Lauren. Is she back? Oh goodness. Am I back? 
Yeah, there she goes. You're, You're back. back. <laughs> you guys, yeah. I feel like I'm I'm in the middle of LA. I feel like I'm in like you know Nepal recording live. Um, well, anyway, <laughs> you know. Um, so where was I? I totally just lost my train of thought. Um, of course, now that that I'm flustered book, by that, but. Oh, yeah. okay. So yeah. Anyway, there's there's two different books that you can kind of read to get the history of all this, but um, you know, army the the whole Epstein connection because that kind of connects to your guys's like QAnon wheelhouse. Yeah. And I feel like in, in your wheelhouse, those people connect everyone to Epstein. If they don't like somebody, they were on mm -hmm. Epstein Island. Like they're like yeah. Oprah was on Epstein Island. <laughs> Oprah's you know drinking the adrenochrome. You know, look at yeah. Jess. That's not wine. That's adrenochrome or whatever that she's stuck sipping over there. I'm almost um, 40. Okay. No, you know, <laughs> and I mean, look at the skin. It's the adrenochrome for sure. It is 100%. Um, you know, you know, just nothing, nothing quite like it. So anyway, uh, well, the interesting connection with Epstein is, and we kind of uncovered this. I got a tip from somebody that was a pretty credible source that Epstein bought a gallery that was owned by Army Hammer's father from Army Hammer's father. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I can't really tie anything back to this. And I actually found his apartment was a block away. And the person who supposedly owned it was like, ended up being fired from their position because they were paying him some exorbitant amount of money every year. And he was also the owner of the place. So there's something weird going on there and I haven't quite figured it out, but, hmm. um, that gallery was really interesting too. And I, did you guys see the documentary on Netflix called made you look? Mm -mm. No. Okay. So you should check it out. It's all about army hammers, father's gallery it's called oh, the Nobler okay. gallery. So it's called the Nobler gallery, 165 years old and was passed down from Armin hammer to army hammers father. And, um, you know, they basically sold fake art to the tune of $80 million and got caught eventually. And Army Hammer's father was at the top of the operation, but technically he was so far removed in Grand Cayman where he moved because of that movie, The Firm, after he inherited oh, wow. all that money. That, um, you know, the, the person that really took the fall was like the woman running the gallery. But basically, somebody just rolls up from Long Island you know, and is like, oh, I have uh, these Jackson Pollock, Rothko and Motherwell paintings that, you know, like fell off the truck, you know, like, uh, you know, in, in a sense, like, oh, uh, th this person is really wealthy. They they don't care about making money on these. They can be making maybe $10 million on this painting, but they're going to sell it to you for $100,000. That sounds perfectly reasonable because that they just sounds... don't care about money. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they just so, don't, they yeah. don't care about money. That, it, it makes hmm. zero sense zero sense so yeah basically the woman is procuring art from this woman that had pulled up randomly had no art background um and never checked into like the origin of the paintings so um she was getting them for years and then eventually these in internal sort of like review uh boards like that like review art to you know establish its veracity uh okay we're like they were like oh uh yeah there's a lot of things that are off about this and it turned out it was like three people in the operation one man from china who was getting everything down to like the nails from the time that those paintings would have been made to yeah. recreate what would look like jackson pollock oh, wow. mother all works and they sold like 80 million dollars worth of them so oh my god right before, 
Yeah. Do they have any you know, connections to the mob? Like, it just sounds like yeah. gangster stuff. It does. <laughs> I mean, like, they, they might be the mob. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just to get away with that and have no, I don't know, that seems, that seems like big, big time but crime stuff. But it's not the first time in this family that the grandfather, Armand, was friends with Prince Charles. He was friends mm. with Nixon. He was friends with George H.W. Bush. Connected. And... Oh, totally connected. I mean, getting your son off for murder. And so yeah. he actually, um, you know, gave, contributed money to Nixon that was in direct connection to allegedly uh, Watergate. And oh, wow. he was got in trouble for obstruction of justice and George H.W. Bush pardoned him. So that's how, like, you know, connected. Yeah. yeah. The situation sounds, like, is. sounds like Trump's crew. Like, <laughs> Yeah, do they have any <laughs> Trump connections? I, you yeah. know, that would be a good rabbit hole to go down. That yeah. would be, yeah, that would be interesting. Seriously, oh yeah, man. I'm curious. I'm curious to the families he's connected with because the shit that he gets away with, just like it blows my mind. I'm sorry, it just blows my mind. Yeah, you yeah. know, and when we we talk about the one percent, you know, and how much wealth, you know, is up mm -hmm. up in that crew like a lot of that has to do with pull and connections and who knows who and obviously who's pardoning who and mm -hmm. like it's amazing just like you know how connected everything is and speaking of the royal family you've done a lot of um videos about them recently and uh you know, oh. my followers don't know this about me, but I'm just a little bit obsessed with the royal family and all of the the crazy gossip that goes with that. Yeah. So, oh you my god! Us? Yes, <laughs> I'm so happy. Oh, it's like I don't know what it is. I've always been like a fan. I was like definitely up at like 5 a.m. watching Kate and Will get married. Yes, same. Yep. You know, <laughs> like and I had like a Jimmy John sandwich. It was like a really it was a scene. I um, legit and had then croissants even, like, and like. <laughs> You had, and you like, had English spread. I had an English spread with mimosas. Okay, <laughs> I wasn't even messing around. My husband hated me that day because I made him get up with me. <laughs> Did you dress up like Oprah and wear like no? A fancy I wasn't. Hat I, was, and, like, I was. I was in there. I was. I was dressed. It wasn't in anything appropriate or worthy of the royal family. But I was, you know. I like think I like just was like lying in bed in awe, and then. Uh, the other one, Megan and Harry's, I was in India and I went to an internet cafe, like to, went to the great, to oh, great wow. lengths to see it. So, I mean, I really am dedicated, yeah. but uh, I mean, recently, I mean, geez, I mean, did anyone have to remove their jaw from the floor during that Oprah interview other than me? Yeah. It was a, a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. It was crazy. And uh, when, you know, when I posted something about the actual just, uh, you know, preview, people were like, they're going to talk about the media. They're not going to talk about the family. And first I like live streamed it from Facebook. Somehow my friend got a link cause I'm on the West coast. And I was like, no, no, no. I need to see this immediately. And the second time I watched it on my TV, I watched it twice. And I, I actually like streamed with the people of TikTok so we could like live react and have a fun time with that. Yeah. And I mean, I was just so shaken. Um, I really feel bad for Meghan and Harry. I'm definitely, I know a lot of monarchists. I know a lot of people who aren't happy with them, but I yeah. feel like she endured so much. Nobody should have to endure that. What do you guys think? What's your take? Are you, are you team monarch or team Meghan? Well, I, I don't know. Did y'all see the thing that there's some rumor that Prince William had an affair? This was a TikTok. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you saw that and like, it was all during the time when there was so much criticism around Markle 
and the monarchy put it in like even even though we don't know if it was true but there was rumors and the press was trying to dig and they were like absolutely not and they and they just yeah. squashed it but they just let mm -hmm. the rampant like abuse of megan just go wild it was the same time frame so i saw a tiktoker today actually who is obsessed with the royal family I, um he's like new to me but i just added him as a friend actually yesterday but he's like really been digging and he talked about the fact that harry probably is like actually fathered by that you know um polo play, whatever the the one that taught mm -hmm. diana how to play you know yeah the timeline on that unfortunately doesn't really line up and no. um, lauren actually did tiktoks on both of those things we're talking about the timeline with mm -hmm. diana yeah they actually didn't hadn't even met until after harry was born, harry was born. So unfortunately that doesn't really work i out, know but, but he really does look like him i gotta he, I gotta, he looks just like him he it does. Was, yeah. I gotta be eerie. <laughs> I thought it for years, but, and you know what? And he's got um, hair. <laughs> he looks like uh, Philip when Philip was younger. If you look into that, and the okay. other thing, so that the whole Rose Hanbury thing. Now she, so she's the girl that William allegedly cheated with. So she is a part of their friend group, which they call the Turn Up Toffs, and not like Turn Up, like turn but Turn Up, up like the vet, the vegetables. Oh my like, god! <laughs> yeah, boring. Okay, but you couldn't have picked a better group name. I mean, I guess the press gave it to them, but I think they call themselves that internally. And so she lived like three miles down the road from uh, Kate, and she, you know, I've heard in articles that out of the friend group like she has the most enviable life like she like kate middleton would be like jealous of her and so uh what the article like goofy looking though <laughs> but we all know that like one person who's just that like wispy like you know so yeah. i'm sure she just like has that air about her where she's just like yeah i may not be the prettiest but like i am like the most egoistic so like it like works for me and like right um you know and i'm just like make everyone i give like zingers i don't know there's always like those queen bees that you're like how are yeah. you the queen bee yeah. uh kate middleton should be the queen bee so anyway they were great friends and um you know allegedly when kate was away and pregnant and doing some sort of like state business her and william started having dinners and you know it turned into hooking up i saw and the one of those accounts that does the um like blind stories, like mm -hmm. reading them for other people, yeah. like mm -hmm. was from one of the like the housemaids who said that they like saw them hooking up and found like a condom in the garbage. So, you know, who knows if it's true or not, but wow. William did threaten like legal action and there must've been some sort of rift because now Kate doesn't hang out with that girl. And that girl must've been, Rose must have been having trouble in her marriage because she was seen at some events not wearing her wedding ring. And just like, you know, so there was, there Oh no! No, we were doing so well. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> She's like, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Is she? No. I just, I just saw a side shot of that girl that you're talking about, and I was like, really? Yeah, she's super goofy looking. Yeah, I mean, um, I saw when she wasn't awful, but like, I just, I don't know. I, I always, it's always weird. Like you were saying, like, there's always this like odd ball kind of, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to say this. This is so personal, but my dad had an affair on my mom and the woman that he had an affair on, I mean, literally had a gimp and like had, I mean, oh. like had hair. I'm like, dad, like, and my mom was so pretty and I'm just like, but why? <laughs> like, yeah. what, what? So, I mean, obviously 
it's not a thing. It, it's a thing, but I just was like, yeah, I saw a side image when I saw the video footage of her on TikTok, supposedly being the one. And I'm just like, really? Like, look at Kate. Like, what's going on here? Yeah. And especially while she was pregnant, like, you know, Go. I totally understand that the, you know, the, the royal family is problematic. I mean, yeah. from top to bottom, obviously it is. I've been a fan of Kate. You know, I think that she's she's a sweet girl. And obviously, like, you know, she's raised a lot of um, awareness for hypermesis, which is what I had during my pre pregnancies. And, like, the fact that that may or may not have happened while she was pregnant and suffering, as and I know how much she was suffering because I've mm -hmm. been through the same thing, like, that's not cool. Well, like, come on, dude. <laughs> no, no, that is not the but time. It, right. Exactly. Even in, during a normal pregnancy, yeah. it's not the time. Um, but that being said, you know, it, I think that um, it, after, after that Oprah interview, it's kind of understandable that these, you know, that these things happen, like, especially, you know, it, it, it's it's hard to see, and that part of the, the hardest part about that about that was hearing that, you know, these people are basically quarantined to their house for months at a time, and like yeah. basically at the mercy of their PR agents, and it's like yeah. that's not okay. Like, you know, at this point, you know, the royal family has no power. Like, let them live their lives. You know, let them do their thing. It, it's it's just a lot of head scratching from from my angle. Yeah. I'm not at all surprised that, you know, it was brought into question, you know, what color the baby would be. And man, yeah. is that a nightmare? <laughs> I'm just, I'm so grateful for the memes. Like, you know, like I can't wait until somebody says something to me where I can be like, were you silent or were you silent? You know, <laughs> or, or, just, or just like Oprah is really profound. Like what? I love the what. I did a video stitching the what. I loved like she was like, what? What? <laughs> it was oh, that amazing. Me. The other thing that they're saying on on Parlor, I saw um, uh, Infowars posted this that apparently all it. of the left is not approved. That we we apparently do not approve of any type of Oprah memes being used because it's digital blackface. So they're they're on parlor. They're saying that that all of us are like banning Oprah memes because it's somehow some form of. We're here for the Oprah memes. Like stop yeah. stop making assumptions, okay? Okay, <laughs> parlor people. Such a shame, you know. Such a shame. I love the Oprah memes, and I mean, I don't know if you guys saw my videos, but there's like another really problematic princess within the royal family. Her name is yeah. like Christine Marie or something, but they call her mm -hmm. Princess Michael of Kent. And I actually made a petition to make her name, new name Princess Michael of See You Next Tuesday. Um, and if you if you know what if you get what I'm putting down, I get yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And so anyway, she's awful. The first meeting she had with Megan, she wore this racist brooch that's called like a Blackmore. It's like a known oh, I racist brooch. I, I heard she heard she got kicked out of another party for wearing it. So it was a very like intentional thing. And she actually, her dad was a full-blown Nazi. He was in like the SS. And then, uh, mm. you know, she named her black sheep, Serena and Venus Williams. She was at a restaurant in the West Village in New York City. And this table was being loud as any table is at 10 p.m. at a restaurant in the West Village in New York City. Like it's always loud in restaurants. And she shushed the table and like slammed her hand down on it 
And then she requested a new table. And as she was getting up, and it was a table of like just black people. And as she was getting up, she she went by their table, like circled by them and was like, you should go back to the colonies. And then oh when they confronted God. her, so the guy, like one of the guys from the table went up and confronted her and she said, I said, you should remember the colonies. Like, think about it. Um, in like such a like demeaning tone. So this- No! <laughs> Wait for it. Wait for it. (laughs) (laughs) It's so weird how it's like she comes back. It's so like random. I think my body is. Oh. (laughs) What did she say? I think my body is what? Rejecting podcasts. Might need to do a little editing for this one. (laughs) I know. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm sorry, you guys. I don't know what's happening. I usually have blazing. So I don't know what's going on. But anyway, you know, they're investigating Megan for all these racist remarks. Yeah. You know, Princess Michael of Kent still lives, I believe, in Kensington Palace and is chilling after all of that, that whole rap sheet. So it just goes to show what they kind of care about. Yeah. Yeah. I think they need to like just straight up skip Charles and uh and just go go straight to will and um so we don't yeah. have to deal with any of the, the nonsense the other the other thing that i saw that you posted a couple of weeks ago was um when charles and camilla were in um canada i don't know when the the footage took place but they were straight up just like laugh laughing at an inuit um display and oh i like saw that i saw staged. that Yes. Like, come on, Super guys. brand for them. You know, I, I think they have, they're not like sensitive to anything. And, you know, I think we go into like, we, we look at people and we put them on a pedestal. We're like, oh, well, you're a prince. So you've had media training and you've had diversity training and you've had all this training so that you've done the work because you have to do the work because you're so in the media, like you have to do the work, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But I think these people are a lot more archaic and, you know, um, insulated than we even know. And, you know, I mean, just watching The Crown, it's like, you know, I don't know that they're, I think probably there's some upper middle class people that are more like refined than them in many ways, you know? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, The Crown undid a, thir- a good 30 years of of PR for that family. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty, pretty evident that uh, it's pretty much a documentary at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Matter of time. Yeah. 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 I was so stoked that Gen Z was like annoyed at Camilla because I mean, and yes, Charles is an equal party in that and probably actually has more blame. But no. <laughs> I'm just going to say no when it happened so you know immediately. <laughs> uh, you're good. Yeah, like immediately after you said it, you went like clear and crystal clear and fine. It's okay. You're good. Is it back? Uh, Yeah, you're good. So anyway, I'm happy Gen Z knows about Princess Diana now because, you know, I've been harboring this like anger towards Charles and Camilla for so many years. And now that the younger people are younger than me are watching the crown because I was five when Diana died. And I remember where I was like, I I remember it so vividly, you know, but like, I I feel like some people don't, uh, you know, really have any consciousness around what happened or that dynamic. Yeah. 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 It was terrible. It was awful. 
awful. Yeah, I, I remember it as well. Um, I think I must have been like seven or eight years old. And I remember just idolizing her and like even like <clears throat> my first uh, engagement ring, I got a little bit of an upgrade, which someday I'll tell you guys my engagement ring story. It's a freaking doozy. Why I have a second. But anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to hear. I know. Now I want to know. <laughs> I mean, you know, if we want to go into it. Okay, fine. So when we, my husband and I met when I was like 22 years old, like I was a baby. And um, a couple of years after we met, we were, we went on a Mexico cruise. It was basically just like a booze cruise. Um, and I found this ring in the cruise ship um, jewelry store. And I was like, oh my God, I need this. It like kind of looked like the Diana ring. It was a cir circle sapphire with diamonds around it or what mm -hmm. I thought was diamonds. And, and we had been drinking that day. And um, obviously as you do on a cruise. And um, I was like, babe, you got to come look at this ring. I was like, this is like so perfect. And it's like so cheap. It was like $800 or something. And I was like, just get, can we just get it for me? And like, I don't care. Like you can, we'd been dating for like three or four years. So we had talked about it before and it was just kind of like a whatever matter of yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and he was like, no, he was like, one, literally my best friend owns a jewelry store. Like we can get you a beautiful ring that looks however you want. And, you know, just like, don't do this right now. Like, and right. I was like, no, but you're never going to propose to me. And I did this whole, whatever. It was pathetic. And so he was like, okay, fine. He's like, I'll just buy it for you, whatever. And um, so he proposed to me and we went on, he proposed after the fact, it was a couple months later and, um, got married. I had, I had a custom wedding band designed to fit around this ring. And then we got married and a couple of, couple of, it was like a year after we got married. Um, one of the diamonds fell out and I took it to this jeweler, um, uh -oh. that was his friend. And she's like, she's like, these aren't diamonds, honey. She's like, <laughs> she's like, these are glass. And she's like, let's, let's get you another ring. And I'm like, I was like, okay, well it has like a, it has a, um, like give some warranty or something. And, um, and I said, okay, I'm, I'm just going to see what the warranty says. Maybe we can at least like get our money back, whatever. And I contacted the cruise ship company and they're like, okay, we'll just send it back to this random address in LA and we'll send you a new one. And I was like, I was like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. Even though it's, it's, you know, a cheap ring. Like I want to keep it because it's the ring that I got married with, you know, and it, yeah. it has sentimental value. I'm not going to send it to some random address in LA. <laughs> And, um, so I got my upgrade and, um, my husband thinks that that was my plan all along was to, <laughs> to wait to get a nicer ring. Oh my gosh. That's cute. Oh my God. I love I'm that. an instant gratification kind of girl Same. and I'm a little bit stubborn. So Same. Oh my God. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, but it looked like Princess Diana's ring and it was really pretty and, um, you know, I saw some recent old old video no, I love it. interviews of her um, talking, and she was kind of very sounding very similar to Megan Listen saying that like the institution, I just don't think I will ever be queen. Like, 
it was really kind of sad to see her have this dialogue that's very similar to Megan for different reasons, obviously, but just feeling like an outsider. Like she's like, they've yeah. made it very clear to me that I just, um, I'm not meant for that role. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah. So she's been coming to like the front fort of everything because yeah. of Megan's being kind of on, 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 but, on but it's life. interesting though, that they, they basically picked her, didn't they? I mean, she wanted, he wanted to be with Camilla, but the queen didn't, didn't yeah. approve of her and they picked Diana and basically arranged it as yeah. far as I can, you know, why would they from, pick her then? Right. So from the interview that I saw just recent, like saw it yesterday, there was like little snippets of it. They were basically talking about, it was a 60 minute interview. It looked like, like an old one. Um, she was just saying that I didn't end up being what they thought I was. Like she, she was just really insistent. She's like, I just, I am about the heart of the people and I mm -hmm. want to be there. And she's like, and that's not what they are. That's not mm -hmm. what they're for. And so it was a, and in fact, someone I think posted it, the slip, the, like this um, snippet that I saw, I was like, is this the reason that, um, oh my God, it was on, it was on telegram. Oh my God. It was on telegram. They were like, <sighs> is this the reason that Diana was murdered is basically what the whole, you know, it's yet another conspiracy, but one that right. I really like, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I think people, when I knock the conspiracy um, theory on TikTok, they're like, you want to think that everything's true? I'm like, no, I'm like, I am totally all about questioning reality and questioning like, you know, authority and, and government. And I'm like, but you guys are taking it to the next level LARPing sh sh stuff. Like it's not, <laughs> it's not reality. It's not like you right. literally are like going to find the most far-fetched fantasy fiction movie that you can and going, how can we make this real life? Yeah. Um, right. So like, obviously there are conspiracies that have come true to life. Obviously there are you know, some things that definitely seem shady. Like I think Epstein's murder is shady. I think Diana's murder or, you know, death is shady. Like there's definitely things that I'm like, mm, there's more to this. Like we don't know right. the whole truth, but to create the narrative, like the whole good versus evil tunnels of children, satanic cabal, like we're, we're like, that's next level shit. Like we're just, yeah. that's not where we need to be. Yeah, um, they've taken it too far. They've taken right. it too far. Like, and as humans, we are not designed to be able to hide stuff like that. Like, no, there would be there would be a lot more coming out. You know, yes. where you see, you know, people talking about. I, I listened to um, a podcast about JFK's um, assassination last week, and. That that needs to be, by the way, a rabbit hole that we go down eventually. Yeah, yeah. The, that that whole conspiracy theory. I mean, they like, love JFK. We should get on it. We should. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's done. And the the fact that they think that like there were literally mobsters involved in this, and like mm -hmm. it's like people can't keep that kind of secret. Yeah, like someone right. can't keep a secret when they've, they've cheated on their wife. They're gonna tell someone down at the bar, like. Even if it's one person involved, right. they're not going to be able to it's keep gonna get a secret out. on it. It's going to get out. Let alone like dozens of, you know, the CIA and, you know, everything involved. It just it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no. I think, you know, the, the problem with a lot of these conspiracy theories is there's maybe three grains of truth and then there's so much added to it and people get mm -hmm. so wrapped up and confused and like, I mean, even with the Army Hammer stuff, sometimes I'm like, am I the leader of Army Hammer QAnon? You know, because it's like I get so <laughs> many things in my inbox and I'm like, are we yeah. going to storm the Ritz Grand Cayman? 
and tie him up in shibari knots <laughs> and be like, what did you do to those women? Um, you know, is he still like, down there? Yeah, he is. And actually uh, I do have some like tea for you guys. Uh, okay. So one of my followers identified the new blonde girl he's been, uh, seen with. And I, I'm not one to reveal anyone's identity, but I will tell you a few things that I was told. Um, so he's, he's with this girl down in Cayman. She's seen the allegations and she does not care. And her friends are horrified. And I've heard, you know, that's just like the dynamic that's going on right now is, you know, and I think even her mom, I mean, well, I can't say who, but it's, I mean, she's just a blonde girl that lives in Grand Cayman is what I can say. Yeah. Protect the girl, the boots on the ground who told me, and I don't want to say too, too much, but it's out there and it will, somebody will eventually reveal it. So, you know, it's one of those things where I think people don't understand statistically for this many women to report for this, like, yeah. For false reporting, it's less than 5% of people that report. The, number, the, the statistics for people that report is between 8 and 10%. So mm-hmm. if five people report and the statistic is less than 5% falsely report, you know, what? what is the, the writing math. on the wall there? What is the writing yeah. on the wall there? And right. You know, I've done stuff with Marilyn Manson too. And it's like, oh my God, I love your Marilyn Manson series. Oh, oh my God. I lo- it's like my favorite. No, you're talking about Marilyn Manson. You cannot freeze right now. It's unacceptable. No. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I absolutely love it. No, you must be able to speak right now. Am I back? Am I here? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, I can hear back? you. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. So, yeah, you know, Brian Warner, my least favorite person in the world. Uh, 12 women have come forward. There are the FBI is investigating him for trafficking and <gasps> no to defend him. That's crazy. <laughs> okay, I just can't. Back? Yeah, Am you're back. back? You're here. Here. So he's trafficking, and the FBI is investigating so, him, and then you cut so, out. So he's been, tra- you know, being investigated. No, no, I want to hear this. No, you have to work. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna send. <laughs> LA, get it together. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Am I back? Yeah, I'm seeing myself lose. All right. Well, hopefully this works out this time. So anyway, you know, I mean, I stopped doing the videos because his book got so just Dark. triggering. It's it's awful. Yeah. The stuff that they would do with multiple women backstage is entertainment for the people there. I can't even say out loud. I mean, it got that bad. <sighs> You know, and, and it's all it's in his book. This was his book. Like he wrote this. He wrote the book he, with a right with another writer. And, you know, basically the what prompted me to read this is I was really, you know, just coming out about um, all, Evan, Rachel Wood and all the women that came forward and what the allegations were there. And people were like, well, why are you surprised? Why are you surprised? And I'm like, well, if you weren't surprised, why don't you do something when you knew that yeah. he was doing this stuff? I would have started a riot. I would have been like, we're taken to the streets yeah. with tickets. And, you know, because um, I just always assumed, okay, he's a shock rocker. It's gross to me. And I don't even want to look at it or touch it or be anywhere right, near it. So I, don't, right. I w- didn't engage with it. He was and, just the um, head guy to me. Like, that's all I really knew him for. <laughs> Oh my God. Uh, the, the amount of things that I've heard from p- accounts of people that have been at his concerts. I'm like, why would you go to a concert like that? If there's a pinata filled with animal guts and he has a, he has a bat 
next to, or stick next to the stage and he says, don't hit it, don't hit it, because he knows people are going to hit it. And then what do you think flies all oh, over everyone? Why so would you want to be at that concert? Why would you want to subject yourself to that? And it's just yeah. a litany the of things factor. like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so gross. Factor. Yeah. It's so gross. But, um, you know, he, uh, you know, in my opinion, I think he definitely did all of it. Um, the reason why he's being, you know, looked into for trafficking is one girl thought she was coming out for a music video and then it turned into this whole thing. And I think she was on Game of Thrones, actually. Oh, wow. Um, Love that show. <laughs> and I mean, he chased her around the house with an axe. You know, I, it's really, really dark stuff. Um, and his book is dark. And yeah, you know, I was like, you should be burning sage every day that you like open the book. Like, seriously. Oh, I received so much criticism for that comment, you know, and I didn't care because I said, I don't, I, I walk in the light. This is a house filled with nice, you know, yeah, no, I don't blame you. That's some dark shit. Like, I don't, I don't blame you at all, but it, I love the series no. because I love true crime and stuff like that. But it was just like, I can't believe that that was happening. And it was just like, okay, it's fine. Oh my God. <laughs> terrible, terrible. And, uh, you know, I mean, Evan Rachel Woods really being a champion for, you know, the statute of limitations, because when you go through that kind of trauma, it takes a while to process it. And then yeah. reporting is awful. Statistically, yeah. you know, reporting women lose $250,000 over the span of their life for reporting because they have to miss work. Oh it derails God. their lives. They're re-traumatized. Like women, people are like, oh, it's for financial gain or attention. And it's like these women are, a lot of them are famous. And it, this isn't fun for them. This is the worst yeah, experience no. of their life is reporting. And that's why so right. few women do. So anyway, I could talk about Brian Warner all day, but I can't stand the man. And I hate yeah. that he's in LA. I hope that he's. So, you know, so I, I'm curious, how is his book set up? If it, it, re, it reveals so much. I mean, it, you say it's written yeah. by him and he just, so he just writes about all of this abuse that he's done against these women. Oh, she's frozen again. Oh no. Sorry guys. <laughs> are, you there? Are, you there? are you there? Yeah. Did you watch the series, Jessica? Um, you know, I didn't. I I watched a couple of them. I think I watched the first few, but since we've been totally out with Rod's stuff, I oh, um, yeah, have yeah. not gotten caught up with your yeah. videos. But it looks like you're back, so you can go ahead okay. and. Sorry, sorry, guys. Wow, I must be it's absorbing okay. the Wi-Fi. Uh, so anyway, you know. With uh, the Marilyn Manson series, he set up the book Childhood, and he had like some trauma in his childhood, and then he goes the through his years. Of the grandpa was like, you know, all sorts of weird. He had bestiality photos that Marilyn found as a young child. Uh, you know, it's just a lot of weird stuff that went on. The neighbor, uh, you know, who thinks poisoned his childhood dog. Yes, yes, yes. Going on, yeah. and the neighbor was a psycho too. Um, so anyway. He was really just yeah. trying to be all these different things. And, um, you know, I mean, throughout it was rife with abuse. There was always a woman that he was using and abusing. And he, he was open about that. He was completely open about that. He would say things like, uh, you know, I knew that this was bad. And I was becoming dark, the dark person that I'd always wanted to become, you know. And it's like. <laughs> about like getting girls really wasted and like doing things. So, you know, I don't know how this was released in 1998. Um, 
So I don't know if the world was just different mm. then or people just thought he was a shock rocker and it was for shock value. Yeah. Maybe the lack of um, internet. I mean, honestly, just like the lack, I don't, well, at the same time, they talk about how internet and gaming creates this kind of, you know, mentality and behaviors. And yet here's a guy who literally, like, it's just proof that mental health is goes far beyond our exposure. Like it really does. Absolutely. I mean, I totally agree that our exposure has definitely like harmed, you know, I, I say this to my daughter all the time. I have a 16 year old and she's just like, you're so silly. Like it's, you know, social media. I'm like, yeah, but you don't understand. Like you are so connected to everything all day, every day. And that connection one it changes the way the brain even functions like our attention span is garbage i think they were saying our attention span is like literally eight seconds and i believe that like i see it in myself um but it was just talking about the fact that we just like we have to know and it's that fomo 24 7 like we have to know mm -hmm. what's going on now and if we don't we feel we feel like this disconnect instantly and it's so insane and yet again like this mental health was happening for decades, but it was happening like in the dark, like we weren't really seeing it. So it's so fun. like, I love right. talking about stuff like that just cause you know, and I love like true crime, especially older stuff. Cause they talk about statistics now that, well, it's higher now. I'm like, it's not higher now. I'm like, it's the fact that we are connected and like in a scene it play out in real time. So it feels yeah. like this elevated number of like mental health issues and, you know, sycophants and, but I'm like, they've always existed. We just haven't heard about them. Like news was a right. one hour segment every night, you know, that you turned on and you turned off. It wasn't, you could turn your TV on and watch news for 24 hours a day and hear about the most, like, like you can turn the TV now and be like breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. I mean, none of it's breaking news, but right. it's just, it's just the world we live in. So it's just crazy to me that he's like putting this out on there. But again, like 1988, like we weren't connected. Like we weren't like MySpace wasn't even a thing. Like, let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? And, um, but this is, but this is the world that he like created for himself. Mm. So. Yeah. I mean, do you think that, you know, obviously his mental health had something to do with, with all of that. And like, you know, we were talking about Milo earlier, like, do you think there's a factor of him just wanting attention for this stuff? Or like, do you think it just honestly is the way that his brain works? I think that he was hiding in plain sight and telling us exactly who he was, but use the shock rocker persona as a shield to be like, mm -hmm. oh no, I didn't do that. And it's sort of like the ultimate gaslighting, right? Yeah. Just blame everything on the shock rocker persona. Oh, it's not real. This isn't real. And yeah. it's like, no, it was very much real. Like these women like yeah. would even do these music videos. And uh, like the one woman that was in Game of Thrones, like and like left battered, like, you know what I mean? And, and yeah. not, it wasn't consensual. And he had to like be like, what just happened to me? That was performance art, but that didn't really seem okay. And that didn't yeah. really seem like consensual. Um, so I think the shock rocker act, yeah, this guy needs attention for sure. For mm -hmm. sure. I think, you know, almost any guy that like wants to be on a stage and doing that stuff, like clearly has like a deep seated need for like attention. Mm -hmm. but yeah. No. <laughs> But I think that's with like serial killers too. I think it's an attention factor. Like I think. Oh it's, yeah, totally. Like it's the same. Well, it's the same concept. Well, and you know, going back to Army Hammer, like obviously that stuff, like 
you see that generationally, like his dad, his grandfather, like people in his family, obviously were into the same thing. And part of that is a learned behavior, but like being interested in eating people cannot be a genetic thing. There is no, no way that that's genetic, but like, how, how was this possible? Is that a, is that like, a really extreme form of pika? Pika? Is that what you call it? Pika? <laughs> yeah. Where you like yeah. eat weird shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like what? Uh, what vitamin is he missing that he yeah, wants to like cut off his wife's rib and and put it on the grill? Oh like, my God. <laughs> no, no. I mean, God. you know, yeah. that to me is crazy. And it's you know, uh, the other question that I had for you, Lauren, is you know, we heard from Effie on um, on Instagram that she had seen this Vanity Fair, art, Fair article and that this crazy revelation was going to come out about Army Hammer. And then the Vanity Fair article came out. And, you know, if you wouldn't mind giving a little summary of what exactly that, um, that covered, we would love that. But um, it didn't really seem like it was anything new. I mean, besides the weird chair and whatever, but like there wasn't anything in it. Like, yeah, actually like do real harm to this world. Like I thought that he actually ate somebody and, and killed them and that's what they were going to be revealing. But obviously they can't say that, but like, what's your take on that? Here, here's my take on it. I was thrilled because I become great friends with his aunt, Casey hammer. And if you guys are looking to like get more into that, this book surviving my birthright by Casey hammer is everything. I mean, really though, it, it does tell you the history of the family and it really gets down to the nitty gritty of it. But mm -hmm. So I was thrilled for the victims that they were in a credible publication like Vanity Fair to really corroborate their story and, and bring that like, you know, Vanity Fair sort of weightiness to the story. Um, I wasn't overwhelmed by the new info. I knew about the sex chair and I knew about the letter that was written to Casey. So it was like, I kind of knew everything that was new too. So wasn't overwhelmed by it. They were doing a lot of, you know, uh, read between the like not read between the lines but kind of like alluding to things and there's a lot that i know that they can't say in a publication like that for like litigation reasons so they're really i think digging more on a lot of things what i will mm. say is i think that there's a lot more here that hasn't been shared and i think mm. that it will continue to unravel um you know i don't know what the depth of armies you know atrocities are i know for sure that he did some stuff to some women you know from what i've heard um other than that i mean from what i've heard i think he's capable of worse um but i guess we'll just have to wait and see i was you know i wasn't overwhelmed by the vanity fair article in terms of like the content but i was super happy for the victims um and i was yeah. also happy because not everyone's paying attention to this story it feels like we're in this circle of people that are interested in it so it feels like everyone knows it i, mean, I didn't I even Vanity know about Fair it brought it yeah a lot of people didn't i mean who the heck is army hammer right he's been in like a few <laughs> things yeah. um you know so I, th I think a lot of people didn't know um but there is a lot there and you know i mean it's just it's been going on for years within his family so um, it kind of makes sense where he landed. And I mean, it's just, I feel so sorry for his aunt because what ended up happening was, you know, when she, their grandfather, Armand Hammer, you know, ha had a lot of money. He had like $140 million. 
And so his aunt went to Armand on his deathbed and was like, you know, had this whole conversation with her grandfather that she'd be taking care of her life. And she also had like a Swiss bank account set up and she was really going to be taken care of. And um, at the reading of the will, you know, the piece of paper that this lawyer had kind of put together and had disappeared and all of a sudden the will's being read and it's in total control of her brother who let out like a diabolical grin. Oh my God. And she's, she's getting nothing. And then she they ended up giving her 250K, much of which was spent dealing with her mentally ill father. And then I think later on they settled for 1.4 million, but she was entitled to a lot more. And I know people are like, oh, well she still made, but she was entitled to a lot more. And some guy, you know, swept in and allegedly kind of, you know, took it from her. So, um, and now he's just running amok, you know, and somebody I know actually met him. And uh, it was very interesting, a very interesting meeting at the La Quinta. And I don't know if you guys watched The Bachelor, but The, the Bachelor was filmed at the La Quinta. And uh, so she met Michael Hammer, Army's father at the La Quinta. And he was, you know, mouthing off about how Army's acting career was lame and all this stuff. And then he was calling, uh, saying like bad things about Elizabeth, Army's wife. And then my friend, who's like a, a who's like a new mom at this time, they were trying to invite her back to uh, to their hotel. So very interesting stuff. Um, and this book really is jam packed. I mean, with so much information, but yeah. I think more will come out. I hope so. Yeah. And with Casey Hammer, I mean, you know, she, regardless of, you know, what happened with the will and everything that's going on with that. And like, um, she is now, which what we learned from the Vanity Fair article is that she's living on bologna sandwiches now. And like she, oh she's having, yeah, like she, she's just financially is having a really tough time. Um, did, did, did you start the GoFundMe for her? Is that what, what is happening with so that? Or? Me, and, uh, me and two of her friends kind of banded together in case you would never ask for help. And like, she had no idea, but, um, she, you know, she needs like a little helping hand. And I know it's a hard time for a lot of people. So, yeah. um, you know, people have been generous and that's great. And it's in my bio. And, you know, if anyone listening ha wants to send her, you know, coffee money or lunch money, cause you just feel in the goodness of your heart, you want to, yeah. you know, it's there. Um, yeah. But, you know, she's working in Home Depot as a kitchen designer, which is a great job. But, you know, she's definitely struggling. And, you know, it's just like another injustice towards a woman that, you know, not everyone's lucky to be entitled to that money, but she was entitled to that money. And, you know, this guy is now, you know, living this lavish lifestyle, her brother, you know, who also in her book, you know, you'll see he assault, like he raped her as a, when she was a kid. Oh, my God. So... Who you did? know, she's had a lot of trauma. Her Mike Army Hammer's father, uh, you know, allegedly in the book, you know, she said he raped her. So, oh my uh, gosh, you know, he, he he's not, he's not a good guy, and you know, it's just it it feels very unjust. And I hope Casey gets her justice. And it's unfortunate yeah. a lot of this happened a long time ago. I'd love for her to get like a you know some forensic people in to prove that she had these papers drawn, but. It seems like in the book, it was almost like a knives out situation where the lawyer got a payoff. Maybe the, the person taking care of the grandfather got a payoff. Because oh that person was actually present in the hospital when the, the grandfather's wife died. And she ha just had a routine surgery and mysteriously died in the hospital, got pneumonia. So anyway, there's a lot in here. Um, 
that is just really, really something else. Um, yeah. It's a story like unlike any I've ever heard. Yeah. Well, we will definitely post that put GoFundMe in yeah. um, in the bio for the podcast and also on YouTube. So um, anyone listening, we will definitely make that available for everybody. And how did you get connected with her? I'm super curious how that, that happened. Oh my gosh. Well, I, so my friend Caitlin, she was like, Oh my gosh, Lauren, pay attention to this army hammer stuff. And I'm like, no, no, no. Cannibalism. I'm out. I don't like, blood. it sounds like bloody gory. No, 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 no. So, um, I eventually got roped in. She was on Reddit. She was like, I think his aunt has a book. So I looked into that and I found the book and then I got it on audible. I, I had it at a speed of 1.0 and I was so riveted. I turned it up to 1.6 and just started ripping videos on TikTok. Like, oh my, <laughs> God. oh my God, the world, the world needs to know. Didn't even occur to me that this is like a real person that has like an Instagram account with like 400 followers who released this book in 2015, self-published. It fell on deaf ears. It's like this hidden gem that nobody discovered because, wow. you know, she's been so suppressed by this family and you know, just everything. And so I just went nuts and then it went viral and people started reaching out to her and then I added her on Instagram and then she made a TikTok and followed me and then we like started communicating and now we're friends and I love her. And she came into a clubhouse I was on the other day for like 10 minutes and after she left, everyone was like, we love her. Like she is the Mm -hmm. nicest person ever. So that makes it even harder, quite honestly. It's like Jesus, the good people, you know? Right, yeah. She's a very yeah, kind-hearted person. If anyone wants to check out more and you don't have a lot of time, she did um, a Juicy Scoop with Heather McDonald as well, which is a really good listen. So if anyone wants to hop over to uh, Heather McDonald's podcast, that was a great listen. And you were on that as well. How did that go? Oh, my God. Uh, you know what? I This is like my third podcast right now. So, you know, I'm just a, a person who decided to scream into her phone because I'm bored and lonely like everyone else. And, you know, I was talking to my cats, telling my cats the gossip. So, you know, I mean, it was great. I Heather's delightful. She's wonderful. I can see how she befriends so many people around the L.A. sphere. And uh, it was really fun. It was a new experience for me. So hoping to do more podcasting. I think it's a great medium. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely should. So it's a, uh, it's a lot of fun. We're still, we're obviously still learning the ropes of it, but we've yes. had a lot of fun so far and you know, we're, we're pretty thankful for everyone for being patient while I'm going through some crazy yeah. uh, personal stuff now, And but we're back and we're ready to ready to really dig deep into the all of the rabbit holes. <laughs> yes. Including things like this. <laughs> yeah, there's totally. There's so many, there's, so many that's to go down. So funny. So ma- exactly. There are so many to go down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank goodness. Cause Netflix has been failing us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I agree. I've been struggling. Like, and I, again, it's the tension span. Like TikTok has broken me. I don't know about y'all, but like, yeah, my attention spans so. I try to watch a movie with my husband. It's painful. It's so painful. Yeah. I'm just like, it's gonna be so good, or I'm done. So yeah, I totally agree. I'm like a goldfish now. You know what I mean? Like TikTok has ruined yeah. me too. And uh, <laughs> like the only good things I've seen recently were the Woody Allen one, and I care a lot. 
Those were the two that I was like, these are oh, good. Yeah. Oh, my God. I hear a lot was weird. I watched <laughs> it. It good, though. I hated <laughs> both of them. I, there was there was nobody to love. Like, I was just there was. both to die. Like, I just don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The I know. It was I the only thing that made me validated, okay? The ending was the, the only thing. Was, it was cathartic. They it was cathartic. Needed. I needed that. <laughs> I was like, if she Why did not, she, it was bad. She always plays like an absolute psycho. Like you never see her like, cause she played that uh, gone girl. Like oh, yeah. she always mm -hmm. plays like a, a real psycho. Rosamund she Pike. She does it so name. well though. Rosamund Pike. She really does. Name, yeah. yeah. That movie Dear was, Lord. yeah. And I love <laughs> Peter Dinklage. So like, you know, I'm a game. Oh, me too. Fan. And so I'm like, I'm like, when you are rooting for Peter Dinklage, like, what world are we in right now? Like, why am I rooting for you? This is not, this is, this is bad. Oh <laughs> this my movie God. has taken a churn. <laughs> it kept my attention at least, though. You know, it did. I, I, I agree. I agree. But wow. <laughs> All right, yeah. everyone. Well, we are super thankful for you guys to join us today. Um, I don't know if uh, it's too soon to announce this, but we do have an exciting guest, hopefully, maybe for next week, Nicole um, from TikTok, who is our recovering QAnon, um, you know, who has come out as as being um, ex-QAnon. She's been on yeah. CNN. She's been all over the place. She has actually agreed to come on the podcast. So we are super Super excited to have her on. And um, Lauren, if you want to give us just a little summary of where our followers can find you on all of your different social media handles. Um, so yeah. everyone knows where to follow you. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, first of all, I'm stoked for that episode. I can't wait to hear. <laughs> um, that is amazing. Great fun. And you can find me on Instagram at the Zen Blonde, on TikTok at the Zen Blonde, and in my room with my cats as well. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, you are uh, taking you guys for over the me. world. I am like, oh my I, god! I went on to your page. I'm like blown away by the views that you are getting right now. Like, like, do not forget us when you um, become like really, <laughs> really famous oh because you are on your way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god, you're right. Well, you know, don't forget me because, uh, you know, I might need. Oh, no. No. <laughs> you can't go out at the end. No, no, no. Thank you guys so much. Seriously, it's been a delight. And I love, love, love both your content. It's been great getting oh, to know you both. Thank you. Thank you. Well, awesome, you guys. Thank you so much again. And um, we will see you next week, next Wednesday. Yes. Bye. Bye, -bye. Bye, guys. Thank you. <laughs>